right, gentlemen. So here we are. Here we are. And the conference is, uh, well, people might not know about the conference. Eric, that's what we're here to talk about, right? That is exactly right. And maybe a couple of interesting points that uh, that I think would be something that people would want to know about. We'll ask Pastor Kerry about it. But the conference is coming up April 22nd, 23rd at Cornerstone Bible Church in Lake Stevens, Washington. That's kind of north and a little bit east of Interstate 5, but north of Seattle. Yep. And uh, just we're, we're, I'm believing this is going to be the, the best one of the bunch. This yeah. is the third annual. So yep. and I've been involved with each one of them, but it's going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be good because I'm going to be there. No, I'm totally kidding. But this <laughs> well, is gonna, you are going to be there. Uh, no, you're going to be involved yeah. in the Q&A and uh, be floating around doing some recording. So it, it'll be fun. I'm actually really excited because, folks, check out this lineup right here again, April 22nd through the 23rd. But this is the lineup. Great, great lineup. You guys are going to get some real meat and potatoes when you come up to listen. And you, okay, so they don't have to come up. I mean, some people won't be able to come up to the conference, so uh, they'll be able to live stream it. But hold on, bef before we talk about that, wait, hold on. What side is Pastor Kerry on? This side, right here. Okay, right here, we got Pastor Kerry Green in the house. So, uh, Pastor Kerry, why don't you tell folks about yourself? Uh, why don't you let them know who Pastor Kerry Green is, how long you've been in ministry, and what they can expect when they go there? Very good. Very good. Good questions, all of them. Um, just real quick, I got saved back in 1991, and I was up at Western Washington University up in Bellingham, Washington, and uh, uh, went down to, a couple years later after that, went down to uh, the Master's Seminary, got my training down in Los Angeles. And uh, then I was sent out as a missionary to East Berlin. Uh, I was there for 10 years. Then we got kicked out for being home for homeschooling our kids um, <laughs> after 10 years and uh, came back here in 2009 and planted Cornerstone Bible Church. Yeah. And so we've been going for about 14 years uh, this coming July 5th. And uh, just a sweet time in ministry. You know, we didn't want to come back off the field, but uh that's God's plan, right? Yeah. We are we are His servants, and so um, born here in Washington State, and I got saved here in Washington State. So I'm just thankful to be able to be back here and to be able to minister. Okay, so let's go back just a bit. I know maybe this wasn't planned, yep. but let's go let's go way back. I, does it make you if if you would you like me to speak like this with an accent, make you feel at home? <laughs> is this good? <laughs> No, but no, I, I won't do that. I won't do that to you. Oh, um, good. Yeah. So tell us, okay, I'm sure people want to know, and I do, because I always like to hear God's um, redemptive power working in the lives yeah. of people. How did you come to the Lord? What did he do? What were the circumstances surrounding Kicking that? Kicking and screaming. Okay. As, that's most of Well, yeah, most of us. But tell us yeah. a little more in detail how that uh, how that worked out. So a little bit like Eric Barger, I, I was a you know, a, a partier, um, Eric, I don't mean to tell your story, bro, but, um, <laughs> oh, we know, you know each other's story a little bit. Yeah, though. I know we it's do. All right. So I was actually a drug dealer in high school and, um, you know, did a lot of all that stuff. I don't need to go into great detail there yep. and had a little bit of interest in God. Believe it or not, I would still call myself a Christian at that time. Me too. And I don't know other than I believed in a God. Yeah. And so I thought that was tantamount to being a Christian. So that's about where that went. I went to Western Washington University in 1989, the year I graduated from high school, and uh, and met some guys who invited me to a Bible study that very first, really that first meal uh, up there. And my twin brother and I went up there, identical twin uh, and, uh, went up there and we started going to this Bible study and it was for the next year and a half that they just continued to hound me, uh, ask yeah, or answer my questions. You know, I believe that, Hey, if, you know, how could evolution be true and the God of the Bible be true at the right. same time? So, and these guys loved creation science. And so it was excellent. God had obviously sovereignly ordained that. Um, and it was about a year and a half later that I actually finally understood what the true gospel was. He blessed me, uh, by opening my eyes and my ears and, and, and gifted me with repentance. I repented, put my faith in Christ Jesus. And 
my whole life changed. Uh, and all my old friends thought I had joined a cult. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I just could not, I could not stop talking about Jesus Christ. I really couldn't. That's so, okay. So I have to ask a question because it sounds a lot like Pastor Tom Hughes, he was, he was a drug dealer. I mean, he was dealing drugs too. Yep. And when the Lord called him out of that. So were you, um, were you getting pursued by the Lord that year and a half? Were you still dealing at that time? No, no, that ended when I was, when I left high school. Okay. Um, you know, that was a, that was a, a short stint. I was mainly probably a user more than a, a dealer. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but that's just how that goes. Yep. And, I uh, thought I'd maybe pay for my habit a little bit. <laughs> whatever, whatever was going through my mind at that time. Yeah, right? we yeah. we all had that deception. You know, that's right. We drug, that's right. Drug users. So, well, I'm just. No, yeah, no, no. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say my drug of choice was porn, and and some people might think that that's all. Oh, they're two separate things. I'm telling you, it it works. I talked about that with Pastor Ken for a bit. I know we we deviate a little bit here, but we'll, we'll get back to center in a sec. Some people make a, a distinction between the two, and I'm like, man, physically, physiologically, uh, to me, I see those two things as just bad dealios. You know what I'm saying? Very similar. Very yeah. similar. Yep. So uh, yep. just because some people might say, well, I wasn't a drug dealer. All right. Well, we can get down to the nitty gritty and find out where God brought us out of. So exactly you know, right. It's exactly right. I, it, it's great. And Eric, uh, you you also had a similar story. So you got to give us the cliff notes because some people might not know your <laughs> testimony too, but it's it's okay. Wait, hold on. Before you do. Pastor Kerry, were you uh, were you a rock star too? I was not. Okay, I was not. So right. uh, yeah, I was just a self centered man who just loved to please himself, and uh, in every form that that took on. And uh, you know, that's that was me before I got saved. And so, yeah, just that, praise God. That's most of us. I think a lot of yeah. us. You know, and and I'll even say there are still some people who even walking with the Lord struggle because Satan wants, you know, wants to put, it's that age old lie. Go back to the beginning, right? It's all about right. yourself. You could be like God, you know? Um, but anyways, that's, that's a podcast for a whole nother time, but okay. So Eric <laughs> now coming over to you. Okay. Wait, I need to swing this way. Coming over to you. Uh, tell us, tell us a bit about your testimony. Well, I was, uh, I started playing my first rock band when I was 11 and started making money at that point. Not a lot, but as time grew all through high school, my other friends had odd jobs and, you know, did leaves in the winter or the fall and, and snow in the winter, but not me. I was out playing in a band. And so I, I thought that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. I uh, got introduced to drugs at Ohio University when I was about uh, 15 and a half or so. I was playing in a bar band there when I was 16, did that for seven months straight. And uh, that, that's where it began for me and came to Seattle and in the end ended up building two recording studios, managing a third one that is still in existence today and recorded a bunch of people who whose names we all know. But I will leave those those people aside for the moment. But that was kind of a view of it. And all through that used drugs. I was a you know pretty heavy drug user. Uh, I would say I was an addict. My wife was a user uh, met my wife. We got married two and a half, three weeks later. Uh, this is not the way you cultivate a Christian relationship, but that's kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, you, you, you guys have heard some of the story and some of the people yeah. have heard it, but, um, God's miraculous God, the way he saved her and then saved me. I came kicking and screaming too. When Carrie, when you said that, that's the way it was for me, but you won't hear any of this stuff at the conference in April, but this is kind of a view of, of uh Carrie and myself and 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 Pablo and and what happened to us and uh, our passion now is to share the truth of not only where we are in time but share the truth of who we serve uh with Amen. whoever will listen and That's I couldn't right. once I got saved I couldn't shut up about Jesus I, yeah. I honestly remember sitting down with the phone book and calling people in the phone book until they'd hang <laughs> up on me seriously Seriously, yeah. Don't Nobody try that, that, folks. Uh, yeah, that, that is not the way to witness to people. But you know, I did that, and uh, I was uh, I was the epitome of wildfire, which is a lot better than no fire. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a good one. I never heard. Yeah, okay, so see, I didn't do that. At least you had godly intentions. I would just pick up the phone and crank call people, and that's not something that you know. Don't do that either, because. 
When with the advent of Star Six Nine or something like that, when they could call you back, that really ended my career as a <laughs> crank call comedian. Anyways, I think this is great. It's and look, we don't have uh, Pastor Billy and then Pastor Tom Hughes, and they have some amazing redemption stories as well. So what we're really getting at is that there is nobody out of God's reach, not one person, and that's the yeah. beauty of God's redemptive power and salvation and what he's doing. Hey, look, I'm going to say this much. We, uh, and I want to get both of your takes on this. Are we living in the last days? And then we'll move on from there. But I think it's really important for us to set the stage and answer the question, because that will lead into what we introed in the very beginning, which is why are we doing this conference? Why are you putting this conference on pastor Kerry? And then, uh, what is really the end goal of the conference as well? So are we living in the last days, Pastor Kerry? What do you say? I think you just probably, you hit it. I, I Honestly, I think you cannot open your eyes or open a, a, a browser on the internet without seeing uh, signs of the end times all around us. Yeah. I, I really mean that. I don't think I really... I've uh, taught through the book of Revelation early, earlier on, um, and I always understood that Jesus could Christ, Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. His, his return is imminent. But I don't think it was until around 2015 or 16, I can't really give you anything definitive where I thought, he is coming back. Yeah. And he's coming back very soon. And, and that, really piqued my interest. I started listening to a lot of different people um, on this topic. Jan Markell was one of them. Um, and it just started resonating more and more. And, and, and then obviously we got a hold of Eric Barger, had yep. him come up. And this brother loves, loves end times as well. And uh, just really started feeding my soul, started studying God's word more. And the more I studied the book, the more my eyes are open to what's going on. And uh, so without a doubt, I, and I really mean that. Yeah. So Eric, your turn. Well, the same thing is true with me. Uh, you know, in, in the study of apologetics, which is really the field I've been in all these years, uh, there's always some highlights about eschatology, about the study of the end times and, and about events that are happening around us. And the more you look at those, the the more you have to say, okay, if the Lord's not coming soon, then he's going to have to give a reprieve away from the things that we now see as evidence around us. Uh, I was thinking a second ago that uh, I've heard Pastor Tom preach more than once about the reasons he believes Jesus is coming soon. Uh, I know Billy Crone thinks the same way that we mm -hmm. do, and I have a message about it, too. I think a lot of us, Dave Reagan has one. A lot of us have put together messages about the reasons why we believe that we're in the season of the Lord's return, to put it in a way that yeah. you said earlier, Pablo. Right. Um, there's, uh, there is evidence out there. Now, most churches stay away from this stuff. Most churches, they don't want to teach about this. And that's a sad scenario that the church living in the very end times uh, isn't aware because its leadership doesn't want to um, ruffle feathers and speak about an issue like this or issues like this, but we are in that time. Now, we don't know the day or the hour when Christ returns, sure. but we see the season around us that is telling us, that is full of signs, telling us that if we have our Bibles open, we're going to know that he's coming soon. When? We don't know. It could be before we, uh, the three of us, leave this earth. Yeah. Uh, it could be that we leave this earth via rapture. We we don't know, but we see the signs and it tells us that we should be talking about it. And and frankly, it is a fantastic witnessing tool for those of you who are interested in bringing others to the Lord. And I think Amen. all of us should be doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the deal. If we are Christians, then we should be concerned about the souls of the people around us. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, so which brings us to uh, the conference. And I think it's really, really important for conferences like this to happen uh, because Again, it's so we're each watchman, right? In Ezekiel, we know that the, the Lord right. uh, uh, talks about being a watchman on the wall, warning of imminent danger coming. If we don't warn people, well, then their blood's on our hands, technically, is really what, um, what that says. So 
Yep. Essentially, what we're doing here, not not me, but you guys are putting on this really amazing conference as a means to be watchmen, right? So talk to us about, um, and this is what, the third one, fourth one that you guys are doing? This is the third, third. one. And, and when Pastor Kerry asked me to come speak one for one Sunday, we just met that day and we'd arranged the meeting uh, several months or weeks ahead of time. But uh, when he asked me to come, uh, they took me to, to lunch and they said, we have a, another reason that we've asked you to come speak this morning. <laughs> and it, it was really to begin to put together the conferences that this is now developed into. So I'm, Correct. I was with them from the very second this began and, and uh, have not looked back. This is a, this is a great conference. Um, it's in an intimate setting. It's not, uh, you're not going to have to use binoculars to see the speakers. We're going to be up close and personal and we're going to deliver what God has laid on our hearts and minds. And it's, these conferences aren't alike either. They're not the yeah. same message over and over and over. Uh, this is up to date and it's uh, it's the kind of conference I want to be involved with. And I'm just glad that uh, that God allowed this to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Pastor <clears throat> Kerry, let me ask you a question. What If you were to say, okay, what is the end goal? What is the point of this conference? What are you trying to accomplish by, you know, bringing these great speakers up and having this conference where you're having the conference? Cause, um, some people might say, well, why so small? Why, uh, you know, in, in your area, yeah. why in your neck of the woods, why not have it somewhere where everybody else is having conferences? So what is the reasoning behind it? So I want to, I want to see our people, um, who really grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and His soon return is is a part of that. It, there is a when you know that Christ is coming back, there's a sanctifying element to yeah. that. Yeah, there really is. And so, I I I do when people understand that Jesus Christ is coming back soon, they clean up their own lives. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they stop fighting about things that or pursuing things that have little or no eternal value. So um, maybe it's a little selfish because I don't want to do as much biblical counseling uh, <laughs> <laughs> among the yeah. among the people there. But no, seriously, uh, it's I. this is just one more um, area of God's Word that our people need to be trained in. And there's very few uh, pastors and churches who really are um, looking at, forward to Christ's soon return. And, and again, I, I think it's obvious the signs are all around us. Again, as Eric said, we don't know the day or the hour, uh, but we will know the time or the season, right? Yeah. And and that's what the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10. So very cool. I'm okay. That. So so we'll get to the speakers. You guys are two of them. So we have we have you guys here, which is great because I could pick your brains all day long. We don't have Pastor Tom or Billy yet. They'll be up at the conference. So maybe I'll split uh, one and one. What or, or both of you guys get both your answers. So what went into? Okay, I want to have Pastor Billy. I think I could imagine why, and why you know Pastor Tom. So uh, whichever one, Eric. Why don't you tell us what kind of went into that, and then Pastor Kerry, if you want to sure. just jump on in with that as well. I mentioned that uh, that first lunch we had the the first day that I was at the church. Um, again, it's Cornerstone Bible Church, Lake Stevens, Washington, and and the website. Let me give that too. It's Please. endofdaysconference.com. That's all one word, endofdaysconference.com. And you can register for the, for the conference there. You can yep. sign for the live streaming because it is going to be live streamed, and you'll be able to to watch all of the um, um, all the sessions later on after the after the fact as well. But uh, when they first uh, presented to me that they wanted to do a conference. We started immediately talking about speakers. Who would, you know, who would they like? Well, uh, when I say they, I was Pastor Pastor Kerry and his brother Chris and others that were there, and we were all talking. Um, they were already watching Tom and and Billy at that point, and sure. they were already in the in the hot list of people we wanted to have, and they've been at each conference, and and uh, just so glad that we did it. It's a great combination. And yeah. um, uh, um, when you look at the way the chemistry between the speakers, the way that's worked, um, it, it's the hand of God upon it. Amen. Amen. And yeah. so that's that's how that first began to gel. And maybe uh, Pastor Carroll remembers some other things. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. I remember, too, we we really wanted to have uh, David Reagan. Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, and David um, is going through, the, I believe, the passing of his wife at that time. 
Um, I think COVID-19 was also around that time. And so anyway, so he, he, uh, uh, recorded a special, a special message for our conference. And that was a really, really neat thing too. So just all these guys were, were really handpicked. We asked each one of them and they all said yes. And it's just been one of those things where this is now the third year that we can get together and it's yeah, looking forward to ministering alongside all each of these guys. Yeah, again. for sure. You guys, um, well, I actually just right now is our first intro. You and I've heard a lot of great things about you via Eric. And, uh, if any, any friend of Eric is definitely a brother in Christ and friend of mine, <laughs> Um, but I have to say one thing, and this is a quip, and and don't take this personally, Billy Crone, but you you guys can't let him drink coffee, at least not caffeinated <laughs> coffee. So you're drinking decaf with me, all right? And I drink decaf. It's my placebo. But anyways, I had to make that play. It is going to be a lot of energy, and I'm excited because, again, like we talked about, it's impossible for us to look around and go, nah, mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we're living in the last days. It's impossible to read scripture and then yeah. look at what's happening around us, put that you know, up to the lens of scripture and see how things line up so perfect. You know, the Lord bats 100%. I mean, uh, everything he said uh, was going to happen is happening and will happen. And we're seeing it unfold. So tell us really quick. Um, some might say our responsibility is to evangelize and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, which, yes, it is. But they would say, so to spend time talking about Bible prophecy, that really we're not we're not going out and sharing Jesus. But those that couldn't be farther from the truth. So talk to us a bit. I'll go with you, Pastor Kerry, first, and then I want to hear your thoughts, too. Talk to us how evangelism and sharing the gospel and Bible prophecy go hand in hand? Great question. I think when people understand that Christ, when they're convinced that Christ is coming back, he's coming back this quickly, and uh, then we understand that our time is short, yeah. and so we have to get the gospel out. One thing I love about all of our speakers is every, basically every single message, they get the gospel, or Amen. the gospel is given. And yeah. so I think they do go hand in glove and with one with the other. And I don't know, I don't, I, I really don't know an end time speaker that does not share the gospel, Amen. you know, during his message. Yeah. So yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I think that's, hey, hey, that's important. Go ahead. Yeah. Unless he's a post, <laughs> unless he's a, po <laughs> yeah. and you know, that, that again, that's a topic for a whole nother podcast. Cause that's, that's a far reach. That's a difficult one, it is. but um, it is. okay. And, and we're going to present the facts as we see them. And uh, and we also, I mean, I want to give grace and say, now that I mentioned uh, post-trib, <clears throat> I want to give grace to others who may not see everything the same sure. way we do, but I think there's strong evidence and all of the speakers um, line up the same way as far as uh, that one very important question about timing. Yeah, absolutely. Which is huge. Uh, again, I, I know that and we've talked to, I'm sure you guys have talked about this on your own, you know, podcast or ministry or from the pulpit. But I think I want to underscore the fact that these are, to me, a timing issue is a non-essential of faith. These are peripheral issues to me when it comes to the timing of the rapture, where there is disagreement within the body of Christ. Right. And we do need to extend grace to one another, right? Because at the end of the day, we're For brothers sure. and sisters in Christ. And though some might not see it the same way, that's okay, because at the end of the day, it doesn't it has no bearing on salvation, right? Timing and uh, uh, salvation, they don't go hand in hand. I know there might be those that might disagree with me, but since I, since I, I breached that, uh, I you know, breached or broach, eh, whatever the word is, since I taught, <laughs> since I, yeah, I'm talking about that. Why don't you talk into the importance of that grace that we must extend with each other, you know, based on the fact that, well, you might think it's this, I might think it's this. Pastor Kerry? Yeah, I, listen, there's, out of all, when I was in Germany, we started a Bible school over there. It's called the European Bible Training Center, and it is now, by God's grace, the largest uh, German-speaking Bible school in all of Germany, um, Austria, Switzerland, and um, I had that, the distinct privilege of teaching theology 
uh, pretty much for the first nine years that I would, that, 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 uh, Bible school existed. And the one that I waited and hesitated the longest was the area of eschatology, even though I had been trained very well mm-hmm. in eschatology, I still had not been a believer for that many years. Um, and I started reading through the Bible once every three months. So four times a year. It's 13 chapters uh, each day, wow. uh, Monday through Sunday. Uh, there's 1,189 chapters in the Bible, and you dare not miss one. Yeah. And I did that for basically five, six years, something like that. I lost count. And um, it was it was sometime during that time when I really started thinking, you know what? I really understand what this book is saying. And I really started understanding how God has put you know, uh, a little bit in the Old Testament or, you know, more in the New Testament, how how everything's going to shake down. But I usually start, and this is a long answer, and I apologize. It's okay. No, no, no. Uh, Go for it. Take your time. You, usually at the beginning of all the other theologies, theology proper, uh, you know, uh, ecclesiology, you know, all the Christology, all of these, I can be pretty definitive and say, hey, I believe this is what God's Word teaches but whenever I started with eschatology, here's what we need to say. We need to have grace yep. and love for each other because it hasn't happened yet. That's right. And uh, we just don't know. And so this is the one area of theology that we do need to extend as much grace uh, and patience with, with one another that we possibly can. Yeah. Eric, what do you think? Well, fulfilled Scripture has happened a lot. And uh, if we yeah. go back and we examine the fulfillments of Christ's first coming, and there's many of them, um, it gives you the clear understanding that God, first of all, is not changing his mind. He has set it out already. And secondly, that if we examine the the facts or the ideas, the things that that people wonder about concerning the second coming, in the same way that we look at the first coming, his first coming, then, you know, one thing we know for sure, we don't know the timing, but That's we right. know what what is going to take place. We understand what is what is going to happen, and God makes it very clear. And uh, it it results in in a wonderful eternity. Yeah. And that's the key right there. Absolutely. Um, when people want to avoid this, they only want to avoid it so they won't be in very much trouble. So they won't get um, back themselves into a corner. Those kind of that's the kind of thing I've heard pastors say when they've been asked why they don't teach on eschatology. Uh, I think yeah. we ought to have our positions and have a lot of grace in the process of it. Yeah. But our positions, we should be able to to defend them and define them and all those things and and um, say why we believe the things we believe, just not avoid them because they might be tough issues. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, uh, as I'm listening to you guys talk, one thing that Bible prophecy does do is that it should keep us ready at all times, right? Uh, for example, yes. we all have a, a, a pre-trib rapture view. And so... Mm-hmm. When, when we look at that, we go, well, the Lord could come at any moment. I know that I'm speaking for the two of you as well. Biblically speaking, that's what I believe the Bible talks about. That's what I believe the Bible points to uh, for more reasons than one. But it keeps us accountable, not only to the Word of God, but always being ready, as the Bible says, in season, out of season, give an account, share Jesus Christ. Because first of all, you never know when your last day here on earth is via graduation, death, or via the rapture. So there is yeah. there what Bible prophecy does in my estimation and I want to hear what you guys both have to say is it keeps us um living lives um holy. I guess holy living really mm-hmm. um prayerfully keeps us accountable to the word to the Lord and uh I think that's huge. It's really important in in studying the word of God obviously not have a lopsided diet of the word of God because that's not good either. But as we ebb and flow into the nearness of the Lord's return, and I believe we're, we're so close, the importance of living a life like that is huge. And so I want to get your take on that, if you don't mind. Eric, we'll start with you on uh, this time, and then we'll go back to Pastor Kerry. I, I don't want people to be paranoid, but uh, if there are things in their lives that, that are not pleasing to the Lord, now's a good time to deal with it. Yeah, And so... 
uh, paranoia isn't, and a lot of people who, who um, may not want guys like us to talk about these issues uh, may not want to go to a church that has a very forward looking and thinking view about, uh, about eschatology. Um, a lot of people don't want to hear about these things because it really would make them consider the way they live and the way they think. Yeah. Um, you know, we aren't saved by our works, but we don't want the things that we do or the things that, that we are on the earth to be a detriment um, to our eternity. And, and if we're always concentrating on the fact that we could go to heaven at any time, people would say, well, I'm, I feel paranoid when I think that like that. Well, but that's a realistic view. We should be thinking about uh, how our lives are viewed, not only by those around us, especially those who are who are examining our lives and looking at us as believers, but how does God view those things? So let's be careful. Let's be um, not paranoid, uh, not be walking on eggshells, but let's be careful to do things and to, to walk in a way that's pleasing before the Lord. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's what eschatology does. That's one of the things it does. Yeah. Pastor Kerry. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I can say much better than that. Uh, I, I think I think of 1 Thessalonians 5. Can I read a little bit? Yeah, please, by sure. all means. It says, Now, as to the time and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they're saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, here it is, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you like a thief. Yeah. So here That's he makes right. a distinction, right? It's yep. we we're not going to know the day or the hour, but we will know the time of the season. And Hebrews ten is clear on that. He goes on. He says, "For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober." And there's another sanctifying effect right there. That's how we're to be: yep. alert and sober. And he goes on, for those who sleep, do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Yeah. But since we are of the day, here it is, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the and as a helmet, excuse me, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then just two more verses. Yeah, go for it. Who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. So here he even said, Hey, he brings it in First Thessalonians, he talks on in every chapter, he says something about the Lord's gonna return, right? He's coming back again. Uh, and then there in in chapter five, he he says, hey, encourage one another with these words, with these thoughts. And so uh, very encouraging, uh, uh, you know, topic to talk about. And very, yeah. it, and it should, again, without an unbiblical fear, it should instill us a, a real fear. I'm going to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's right. Yeah. And it should be there. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I was thinking about as you were talking, Eric, as you were talking was that saying, and I'm sure most of us know it, it's prophecy is not there to scare us, but it's there to prepare us, right? And yeah. someday, again, whether it's via death or via the rapture, each and every one of us are going to stand before God Almighty to give an account. And so it's important that one of the things, like you said, uh, another thing that prophecy does, at least it does to me, I'm sure to you gentlemen, is it encourages me. As we see the uncertainty of the times all around us, we see the world in such decay, we see it in such yeah. evil upheaval, I just rhymed, it really can wear on us. I know Pastor Brandon has said, called it, coined it evil fatigue, and for sure, as we study this, as we look at everything happening around us, it can become discouraging. It can become a downer at times. I know I've told Eric, man, there's times I got to unplug. I literally just have to unplug and just take a breather because it could really weigh heavy on us. But the encouraging thing, and that's one of the reasons why we need conferences like this, like the one you gentlemen are putting on, 
is because it encourages us the fellowship that we get and that we draw from one another at these conferences. We leave renewed. We leave uh, mm-hmm. with a new state of mind in the sense of like our Lord could come at any moment, right? You said something that to me, Pastor Kerry, and I love there two one two of my favorite verses in scriptures: First Thessalonians four eighteen, and then First Thessalonians five. Uh, I want to say eleven. And in both of those instances, the Lord says, therefore, comfort one another. Right. So, so, so talk uh, about, lot, go ahead, go ahead, of, Eric. A lot of people would say that there's no comfort in, uh, in talking about, uh, well, the coming of the Antichrist, Revelation chapter 13, the world system that will dominate. Yep. Uh, but there is comfort in us understanding that God loved us so much, he gave us the blueprint. He gave us the outline. That's right. And uh, we don't want people to be paranoid, but we want people to be aware. Now, I've said this publicly, maybe I've said it at the conference even, but uh, my first uh, cruise through the book of Revelation was a frightening adventure. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I'll admit that because I didn't have understanding. And mm-hmm. I need understanding. I need understanding coming from people who were schooled and understand uh, the events and and can can impart to me the things that I need to be watchful about. But, you know, when Paul says that, and I almost quoted it a few minutes ago in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 18, when he says, comfort one another with these words, I think there are a lot of people who are scoffers and mockers uh, <laughs> about eschatology and prophecy yeah. who uh, scoff at that verse and go, how can that be comforting? But it is comforting because it shows the care and the depth of God's care for each of us uh, to give us the information ahead of time. Yeah, and that's key. That's huge. Um, Pastor Kerry, talk to us a bit about the importance of coming together in fellowship, because I think that's huge. Like what I just touched on is what these conferences also do is they bring us together. I often think of a traveler that's weary by the journey that he's on, finds a place of respite, a place where they could take rest, a place where they could gather, you know, some resources and and some food and then be on the journey again. That's kind of what I like in these conferences yeah. too. What are your thoughts? Uh, Pastor Kerry, I'll go to you first. And then Eric would love to hear what you got to say too. Sure. And that's one of the, the designs of the Lord's Day each week, right? Yep. We are to, we come back, we, we, we need to be charged up. We need to be encouraged. Uh, we need to hear from God's word. And so it's built in right there in the, the, the weekly meetings that we get together as, as believers. And so um, just talking about specifically being able to focus, uh, for us at least as a church, it's one weekend a year to focus on this. It's not like we don't talk about it all throughout the right. year. I send out a, a weekly prophecy video um, in my in my uh, weekly newsletters to the church, but where we really bring people in from outside of the state, um, even within the state, Eric Barger is not too far away from me, which yep. again I'm so blessed. And uh, and Pablo to have you come this time around, that's going to be such a blessing. Stoked. So to have really to bring in like minded people, um, and we're gonna that's going to be our topic of conversation for the entire weekend. Is just a huge blessing. It's a time of equipping um, and just understanding that we're not all alone. Yeah. You know, there's other people who think yeah. like we do, who read the scriptures the same way that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what yeah. do you think? On more than one occasion, um, be it at, at our conference at Lake Stevens or at others at Jan Markell's conference, uh, I've had people come up and say, I, I'm all alone in my church. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that I'm here with all of these people who are wanting information about the same things I want information about. And I can't find it at home where I am. I have to go elsewhere. I'm, I'm logging online to find this information. Pablo, we, we get that from people who watch the podcast, the same kind of thing. People, people are hungry. Not everyone has caught that hunger, but if we can ignite that hunger in some people, then a conference like this will help to do it. And, And you walk away going, I'm not all alone. And some people will walk away going, I'm not crazy. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, and I yep. say that jokingly, but there are people yeah. who who have been um, uh, maligned because uh, they're they're interested in these kind of events and these kind of issues that are right in the scripture, and yeah. they're just not getting it elsewhere. I wish every pastor was speaking about it. Um, there wouldn't be a need for a conference like ours. Not not like there is. 
anyway. Yeah. There wouldn't be a need for it. But but because people, because uh, leaders are not talking about it, then there is definitely a need, and that need grows each each year. Yeah, right? absolutely. So listen, um, what are what can some people expect in regards to topics that are going to be covered when they come up or they watch live stream? Either one of you gents, <laughs> either one of you here. Let me throw the We're ball and either one of you get silence. <laughs> either one. Pastor Kerry, let's go with you. So the the first, I'll, I'll just give you the last couple of years. I, I took the topic of, um, what was it? Hell the first year. Um, and I wanted to give people a good overview. And yeah. then last year I did, I did heaven because people need to get the balance sure. right there. This year, um, I've been working on a message from Psalm 2, and I'll take all 12 verses if I can. Yeah. Uh, I, I told my wife, I said, man, this is more like four sermons <laughs> rather than one. And uh, so I will do my best to take Psalm 2 uh, this year and uh, and walk our way through it. And, and it really, uh, from Psalm 2, it provides an answer for why is everything happening the way it is? Why is the world uh, doing what it's doing? Yeah. And so with regards to our other speakers, we pretty much have given them freedom um, to, to, to speak on the things that they want to talk on. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that as, as being one of those speakers, but uh, watching how God knits these conferences together from speaker to speaker is, has always been a joy. And, and that happens again and again and again as, as uh, we get together without really discussing where we're going. Uh, when you hear somebody else's topic, you kind of go, I wonder how that's going to work with mine. And then as it all comes together, we both preach our messages, you see how they intertwine together. So it is, uh, it's a great thing. And uh, we've talked about globalism. We have talked about the new world order. We have talked about antichrist. Uh, we've talked about uh, the rapture itself. Uh, we've talked about uh, apologetics in these end days. And there are a lot of apologetics yeah. happening today mm -hmm. that wouldn't be happening if we weren't in the very end of the end days. So those very are true. some of the topics. But I thought earlier, uh, before the, the question was even asked by Pablo, I thought about your message on heaven from last year and how valuable and important that was and, and how it fits so much into this this realm of, uh, of eschatology. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, the we need encouragement. Not that we, not that we bury our heads in the sand, right? And everything's all, you know, flowers and, 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 you know, beautiful colors, but it's important for the body of Christ to encourage one another. The Bible tells us over and over, right? And, and that's huge for the, at least for me, I, I come and I do, I feel refreshed when, even if I hear a message, whether it's, you yeah. know, I've, I've been listening. Eric knows this. I have been listening to Eric since my days of working at Hurley and and doing design. I used to just <laughs> put put him on. I used to listen to Jan Markell. I used to listen to J.R. Church back in the day when J.R. Church and Gary Steerman were together, and so uh, it really kept me kept me grounded. Even back then, my mind was always like, "Lord can come at any moment. The Lord can come at any moment." And, and there's something about the encouragement, about knowing that the Lord can come at any moment. Hey, listen, we might be April 22nd or 23rd having an amazing time of fellowship, and we're out. We're out. Because <laughs> That'd listen, be awesome. That would be awesome. And, and it's people, okay with me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> people need to understand that there will be a last Bible prophecy conference one of these days. Yep. It will be the last one. There might be scoffers that are saying you guys are full of hot air. There might be people that don't give it the importance that it, that you know, or not listening. They might be plugging their ears. Or some might say, well, since the beginning, people have been saying, right, as we read in Scripture. Yep. And, yep. and we have those scoffers, but one day will come, and that will be the last Bible prophecy conference. There will be the last Sunday sermon, you know, on this side of the rapture. Uh, and so, again, I think what we're trying to, to tell folks is encourage them to come, and the material that's going to be presented is very, very apropos to the day and age that we're living in. 
Um, so I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to add. I think we've covered a lot, uh, but I'm going to just throw it out there. Whatever you guys want to add to this and tell people or encourage them with, go for it. Pastor Kerry, you go first. Eric, we'll, we'll uh, end with you. So let me just just real quick and, and piggyback on what you just said, Pablo. Sure. Uh, I've been reading through Romans 11 through 16 this past week. And uh, it says this, for I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel mm. until, here it is, the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Yep. And I've prayed on more than one occasion, Lord, may that last Gentile come from our church and and, and may, Lord willing, may it come from, you know, uh, our conference in April 22nd, yeah. 23rd, right? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and may the Lord, uh, then rapture his church and, and, uh, put his focus back on Israel yeah. as we know the scripture says it's going to happen. Yep. So listen, I, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, we've got some great speakers. These are, these are men who love the Lord and who have really, uh, given a lot of time and effort and thought and study into the topics that they are going to present. And so all of us, I think, need to allow ourselves to be equipped um, from from gifted teachers and, and preachers. And, uh, and I think this is just one of those tremendous opportunities. So if you're anywhere near, I, I'd say Washington, Oregon, Idaho, then make the trek uh, if you can. And, yeah. and if not, then perhaps, you know, online is, is the option, but we had hundreds of people online last year, uh, watching this conference. And I know they all came away, uh, very blessed and built up. And that's what our goal is. So, yeah, I know of a church in East, Eastern Washington that, uh, actually played it all day Saturday in their, in their sanctuary. So, that's- uh, it's a, it's a great opportunity and really encourage people to be there. There's nothing like being there in person. Yeah. But if you're too far yeah. away, um, and, and I mean by too far away, I mean way far away, then yeah. I would encourage you, of course, to uh, to buy the live streaming. It is only $15. I mean, and that includes being able to watch later on after the fact as well. Yeah. And absolutely. so you're not you're not just locked into having to watch just on the Saturday um through the day and just on the Sunday morning. You can watch later on, but that way you'll be able to to see these things and Maybe think of somebody that you know needs to hear that message or hear Amen. that talk and be able to to plug them into it. So um, we made it cost effective. Uh, the church has really taken um, an opportunity here and also, an, can I say, taken a chance that uh, this is what what uh, uh, what what they should do in in financially making this available. Yeah. But, um, it is cost effective and it's a way for us all to join together. And here's some really good teaching. And I'm, I mean, I, I include myself, even though I'll be one of the teachers and I'll be emceeing the conference and I'm going to be there listening to what they say and hearing it later on and watching uh, the messages maybe again and again, if if it's a message that really strikes me of something that, that I need to be more aware of. So uh, we all need this teaching. We all need this encouragement. And that's what this is all about. Amen. Okay. So two things. And again, Eric knows we can go on, Eric, we can go on forever. We No oh, yeah. joke. Pastor Kerry, <laughs> we could keep you forever. We can gab like there is no tomorrow. When we say, hey, do you have five minutes to talk? Usually five minutes means like 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> but okay. So let me, let me throw this out there because, um, People are going to be watching this on YouTube, on the Serpents and Doves channel. I can throw this over your way too. And sure, this is all leading up to the conference, April 22nd, 23rd. But then April 22nd, 23rd comes and goes. And I want this video to be just as apropos today as it's going to be apropos on the flip side of the conference, right? So the importance of... For example, topics they're going to be talking about, how would people be able to get their hands on this, the subjects or the topics on the flip side of the conference? Because I wouldn't want this video to just be a standalone and say, hey, just come to the conference. And then it has an expiration date, right? Because we know prophecy has an expiration date. And so I think it's important for us to say, I don't know, my heart is just, I want people to be able to watch what we're doing right now at the same time 
and for it to be just as relevant on the flip side of the conference than it is right now. So we were talking about in today's conference what we're gonna what we're gonna touch. How can people get a hold of these teachings? Let's say after April twenty third, if they haven't paid, you know, the fifteen bucks, if they haven't watched it, how can they get these teachings? A year from now, if we're still here, a year and a half from now, how would they do that? Well, they're gonna. They can go to our our websites. Uh, our personal church website is ChristOurCornerstone.com. Okay. So that is our that is our website. I'll link it below. Yeah. I'll go ahead and link okay. it below. Yeah, that'd be great. And then and then also the conference website will also they'll have everything available. So. Um, yeah, Eric, do you have any more on that particular? No, but as long as people have a way to get to it, and yep. of course through uh, through those links is a way to do it. So, and they can always call the church as well. What is the church phone number again, Pastor? I've got it, but not right okay. in front of me. Okay, yeah, hold on, and then you know, the yeah, put you on this. No, you know what? <laughs> you need to understand some about this podcast. This is super laid back, super yeah. laid back. Trust me, yeah. I can grab a cup of coffee. I usually do that in the middle of someone talking. I know that's rude, but I'll literally take a sip of coffee. Pastor Ken, yesterday, that's what I want. I want my guest to feel comfortable. He had his cup of tea or coffee, whatever it was, and he was drinking his, awesome. his coffee and tea. And so, yeah, we're putting you on the spot. We need the phone number. Okay. So <laughs> I, I was thinking you're putting me on the spot, not because it, I just don't have it memorized. So <laughs> well, I've got it it's right like in a, front of me now. <laughs> yeah. So it's 360-386-9871. 360-386-9871. We also, on each each previous year, we've put all of our all the videos on a USB thumb drive. Oh, cool. And so we'll have all of the previous years available. We charge, I think it's, I think they're five bucks. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. each one. Ridiculously and it's just, low price. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's basically just to cover the cost of the, the actual thumb drive and getting it printed. Yeah. So they're pre-printed. They look pretty sharp. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. So, just a question, and I'm just throwing this out there. And yes, I'm putting both of you on the spot now. Would there be a way that somebody can pay five, ten bucks, whatever it is, and down? Let's say they don't want to wait for you know the thumb drive to get to them, and they just want to download the these videos to their local computer so that they could watch it whenever they want. Is there going to be in the possibility of doing that as well, or no? Ah, Eric, crickets, or, crickets, yeah. crickets. <laughs> so, I no, love it. Uh, yes. If they buy the live streaming, then they can of course yeah. do it right at that point in time. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they'll be able to get that. And look, I'm gonna encourage you guys, none of this material, and please stop me in my tracks. Eric, I know that you feel comfortable with me to just put your hand up and go, dude, 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 hold on, you're overstepping your bounds here. <laughs> so just tell me. But if somebody has paid right for the live stream and they've got the videos, can they share that with somebody else if they so choose to, or does somebody else have to also uh, get in on that? Crickets, so crickets. I would say absolutely. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's yeah. people share videos with me all the time. And so I'd be a hypocrite to take those <laughs> videos and then, and then not want ours to be shared. Eric, you agree with that? Oh, I agree completely. I, I wanted you to say it first, but okay. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. Now, in Pablo's case, he'll want VHS tapes. That's right. That's right. And no. beta, beta. You know, sad fact: a lot of the kids nowadays have no clue, no, no. clue. I, I, we were just watching a movie, and maybe I shouldn't even admit to watching this movie. Okay, so don't judge me uh, for it. Look, you can stop right there. Listen, when I, <laughs> when I, um, when I give my testimony, I talk about records, and so I show a picture of one to make sure. That's people right. Know what make I'm sure people. <laughs> Okay, so we were watching the movie called Captain Marvel. It's an Avengers movie. And the character, the main character, I'm not just make it short. She comes crashing down to Earth, and this is like early 90s and crashes through the roof of a blockbuster video. And so we turned <laughs> yeah. and, and and you know Jeremiah, right? Eric, you and so we're like, hey, yep. buddy. So we pause the video and we go, we used to have to go get movies and rent them ahead of time to places like Blockbuster Video. <laughs> you guys are laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's There's right. a whole generation yep. that has no clue what it means to go rent a video other than a red box, and that's not what we were talking about. Yeah. You had yeah. to get a membership card. 
And you had what two or three days to watch the movie. I think it was two, some of some places where you had to take it. If it was a new release, you had to take it back. Hours. Yeah, twenty four hours. You had to take it back, or else you paid a late fee. So listen, you guys got it made now on these phones and these devices. We used to have to. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh, we want to go rent a movie. How long? No joke. How long would we spend? perusing blockbuster video trying to find something because there were thousands of movies right yeah the first yeah. problem is just trying to find something that we can watch yeah. and and not not feel like we just tarnished our salvation yeah that's right pretty much <laughs> exactly you know my wife and i we say there's so much to watch yet there's nothing to watch yeah that's right you know that's and, and that's the case and look this is something that people need to understand uh christians we're not fuddy duddies man we're not just a bunch of joy kills right because right. the lord is the one that oh invent- speak for yourself pablo <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's cut wait let me cut the feed eric <laughs> <laughs> and this is gonna I, I reason why i'm saying that is we're all laughing and i i love this i love this kind of interaction and this is what yeah. you could expect when you go to the conference yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about and i say we i keep saying we you guys are gonna be the ones that are up there talking about subjects that yeah are heavy subjects right they're not always the easiest to talk about but at the end of the day the in and out truck's gonna be there I'm totally kidding. They didn't now trust. I know you guys. I know Listen, you guys. <laughs> Pastor Kerry, uh, you now know that you have to school the sound man about cutting Pablo's mic. You do. The you, have to, you have to do this. You're going to have to cut. No, I'll behave myself. I will. But the yeah. fellowship is going to be sweet. And I want people it to understand be. that. It's going to be an amazing time of meeting. New, I'm excited to meet new people, remnant believers, you know. And uh, just be able to fellowship with one another. Yeah. I think that's huge. Amen. That is a big part of the conference, Amen. right? Amen. I, yeah. I, I agree, too. I, I love spending time with my brother, Eric. I love the time with Tom and, uh, and Billy. And it's, it's priceless. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I really mean that. There's, there's sweetness around God's word. There's sweetness about prayer. There's sweetness about partaking the Lord's Supper. But in Acts chapter two, when it talks about those, those elements of the early church service, fellowship was among them. And, and as believers, we, we know what that means. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Closing words. This see, I told you, look, Eric and I phone call. Hey, you got five minutes. It's an hour later. (laughs) We started, we, we have been going an hour, about hour, 18 minutes, which I think is cool. No, 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 this is great. And usually (laughs) this is what happens on the podcast. So we go on and I, Okay, I have good intentions of respecting the time of my guests. But I'm telling you, when it comes to talking about Bible prophecy and certain subjects, half an hour is just not enough time there. It's impossible. It, it's it's impossible. So, okay, Pastor Kerry, closing words for you, and then Eric, closing words for you. I would love to see as many people there as possible. I really would. And I think that as believers, we need to take advantage of the opportunities that God gives us to be equipped with God's word. And our um, our end of days Bible conference is exactly that. You will be equipped with what God's word says about the topic of his soon return. And I, again, I, 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 I love the Lord and I, I love the fact that he's coming back quickly and I want to Amen. talk about it. Amen. Eric? Come with an expectancy and um, or log in with an expectancy that God's going to speak directly to you about things you need to understand and help to equip you. And um, if you're there in person, come with that expectancy that you'll be alongside so many others that are there for that same reason are like-minded and it's it's priceless, it's precious, and I'm looking forward to it once again. Amen. Amen. You know, this might be something... Well, not off the subject, but one thing that I look forward to, believe it or not, and I'm not trying to be Mr. Pious, even though Pastor Ken Ortiz, I love what he said, you know, it's like we've made the word pious a bad word, and it's not a bad word at all, really. Yeah. Um, but I look forward to the hands, putting the hands on, like praying with you guys and having, there's just something about praying together and having physical, like my hands on your shoulders and interceding and coming before God Almighty. There's just power in that. And I'm actually yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Big time. Good. Big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last thing, this is on Pastor Kerry. Um, do you speak Elfish? Elvish? Elvish? Nein, aber ich kann Deutsch. 
So okay, so he speaks German. Okay, folks, look, German. I'm gonna show you guys those books. Now you're you're on full screen right now, but what is that little uh, right up there? It looks like from Lord of the Rings, and I know you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. Right there, what does that plaque say? So let me pull it down for you. My daughter made this for my birthday or Christmas or something, but she knows I'm a pastor, so I need one of these. That is so Wait. cool. What does it say? Move it over to your left. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going the wrong uh, way. Uh, right? The right. Yeah. There you go. Right there. Right there. No admittance except on trial. Oh, that is so good. And it looks like <laughs> Elvish, doesn't it? Like the stuff from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and it's a it's a little stone. I can't. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a stone type thing. Yep. So she bought it and then and she put that on there. But did she yeah. pa- she painted that herself? <clears throat> she she uh, I think she did it on Etsy. She has a little machine wow. that you can print these these things out and then just put them on there. That is beautiful. That is so, <laughs> so cool. But you are a Lord of the Rings fan, am I right? Yeah. Okay. Very yep. cool. Because you do have that axe, and I fear for your life in an earthquake that that thing will come <laughs> down. And but as long as you have it secured to the wall. Then we're okay. Then we're okay. But we're the, okay. actually, it is pretty cool. That is really, really neat. Listen, that would be a cool conversation is the parallels between the Lord of the Rings, right? Because it's an allegory. I know we totally got off the subject, totally off the subject, <laughs> but it's an allegory. And it would be super cool to talk about the allegory of J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis's um, yeah. The Chronicles of Narnia. They're great, really. We have a hard time watching. I think it's crazy because with the advent of CGI and special effects, they really made those characters come to life. And, uh, you know, the battle between good and evil in all of those, the Hobbit and the uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, is, is it's insane. It's insane. So, Pablo, listen, I'll, I'll extend the invitation right now. Eric knows this, too. On Saturday, we have a, a private get-together at my place. And so, uh, you know, please feel free, invited after the conference, and I will show you my full Lord of the Ring collection, sword collection. I would love and, to. Uh, <laughs> would love I to. Yeah. I I'm think you'll like it. Definitely going to, I'm going to definitely take you up on that for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, you know what? That wraps it up. Again, let me show folks end of days Bible conference, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, April 22nd, 23rd. Amazing lineup. You got Pastor Tom Hughes, Billy Crone, Eric Barger, and yours truly, uh, Pastor Kerry Green right there. Um, it is going to be fabulous. A great time of fellowship, an amazing time of uh, just learning and drawing near to the Lord and being aware of the seasons that we're living in. And as I said before, a time where we can pray for one another and intercede for one another and leave refreshed to go back into the world and share Jesus Christ with those around us, which brings us back full circle. Pastor Kerry, I never want to end one of these without the gospel of Jesus Christ being shared. So if you wouldn't mind, um, you have the floor now and tell people about Jesus. Amen. What a, what a joy and privilege. Listen, um, God's standard to getting into heaven when I first heard this uh, blew me away. It is perfection. And Adam and Eve were created at the very beginning, and they were created in a state of untested holiness. They were holy until God put a test in front of them, and it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they disobeyed. And from that point on, sent the whole world into a spiral, really a, a, a death spiral, right? And we've all inherited the sin nature. But right on the heels of that in Genesis 3.15 is called the Proto-Evangelium. It's the very first mentioning of the gospel, that God would send a redeemer into this world. All the prophets, um, all the, the Psalms, everything pointed to this coming Messiah who would come. He came 2,000 years ago. His name is Jesus, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah. And he lived that perfect life that you and I and Eric and everyone else was required to live, but didn't and couldn't on our own. And so then Jesus Christ took all those who would ever believe all of this, their sins upon himself, and he bore Mm -hmm. God's punishment for our sins. And then he didn't just leave us there without any sin. He then wrapped us with his righteousness. 
And it was all not because of anything that we've done. It was all an absolute gift. So for anybody who is willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did and repent from their sins, they too can have the gift above all gifts in the entire universe. And that is forgiveness from God himself. Amen. So tell you what, uh, for those that might be wanting to come to Christ, to surrender, I always say the Holy Spirit is the one that initiates the work of salvation, but it's our responsibility if we want to respond to the call. So would you lead people in, uh, in a word of prayer? Would you lead us in a word of prayer? That would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Father, we again are so thankful for who you are and what you've done. You didn't leave us all alone, Lord, in our sins, but you you came to rescue us. And we're so grateful for that, Lord. And we know that you're coming back again, uh, really to rescue us from a, a, a dead and dying world. And we can't wait. And we don't want to stop talking about the fact that you're coming back and that we get to spend all of eternity with you. So Lord, help us just to be found faithful. And uh, I pray that your word would always be be preached uh, from, from each one of us and uh, that you would be glorified through it all. Lord, we thank you and love you. Pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Well, gentlemen, the time flew by as always, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It was a a pleasure and honor. Eric, thanks so much for the intro. This was great. Um, I'm looking forward to it, right? We're good? Everybody? Everybody yeah, that uh, that's watching, make sure if you can't go, watch it on uh, watch live stream. It's going to be live streaming, right? That's yep. correct. Live okay. streaming. Very cool. So watch it. You'll be blessed. And again, I really hope that during this podcast, and I know this might this is going to come as a surprise to many because it wasn't planned, but I love doing these, these. That's the whole point. Just they're offhand, off scripted podcasts. And God was here and prayerfully. Uh, the Lord spoke to you wherever you're at and in whatever situation, whatever need you're at. So I pray you were blessed, encouraged, challenged. As I always say, get into the Word of God and make sure you get the Word of God into you. Keep looking up because our redemption draws near. Until the next time, see ya. 